What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, and thank you so much for listening to another episode. We keep coming back. You know, no one's told us to stop yet. So if you like the show, make sure you leave a review, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, on our website. We'd love it. Make sure you're subscribed, tell a friend, and uh, let's get going on our next episode. Today, we are talking about changing our relationship with time. This has been a concept I've been playing with the last year, especially during the pandemic, where we've faced new constraints. We are feeling very taxed in new ways. And and with reopenings happening with widespread vaccinations, we're now seeing kind of a pull in a different way where our social circles are demanding our time. Uh, Our kids now have activities. Uh, We're traveling, we're going on vacation. And so this is a nice reminder for you to start viewing your time a little differently. And last week I did an awesome workshop um, with a group of diverse owned small business owners. Uh, The most inclusive, creative, vulnerable, open, forward-thinking, progressive, legacy-building owners I have ever met. And within five minutes, I had goosebumps. Like, And I think that probably continued over the two days. But we talked about what would it mean to change the way that you view time. And so first I asked, what what would you describe your relationship with time being as? And so it was not enough, uh, never, never where I need it, or scarce, running out. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Like, Time is just scarce. Time is, is leaving you. Time is competing with you. Time is your enemy. And so I pose the question of what would it look like if time was your BFF? Meaning, what would you do if time was your best friend? And the light bulb started to go off. Well, first they thought I was a little crazy, but you know, that's typical for me. Um, But if it's not your BFF, so it's not your bestie, but what would you do differently if you could partner with time? If you realized and understood that time was going to be here, time was going to exist, and what were you going to do with that time? The reality is we, we overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time, and we underestimate what we can do in a longer period of time. There's a theory to it. I don't know what it is, but Bill Gates has a, question, has a quote about it. But we have time. Time exists. But how we spend our time is up to us. So if we're in this constant rat race, this cycle of not enough time, not enough time, not enough time, what we spend our time on are frivolous, non-essential things because we don't think that we have enough time to focus on the important things. So we get distracted with social media, we get distracted with um, clickbait articles, we uh, get distracted with staring at walls. This happened to me a couple days ago. But if we understand proactively intentionally and deliberately and we're actually present with it we can understand that within our day we have time whether it's five minutes 20 minutes an hour we can make time by creating structure by creating boundaries by being intentional about it i'm going to use intentional a lot because we are kind of passive in thinking that time is happening at us. We feel powerless and out of control. And so I I gave the participants the visualization of, I want you to imagine that you are in the car with time and your hands are on 10 and 2. If they're not, then who's driving? Who's driving your day? Now, if you say your boss controls your time or your, your clients control your time, how do you shift that? 
how do you start to see yourself in more control of those pockets of availability. And so one of these exercises and equation that actually works really well is called the ERA. It's something that I designed during the pandemic to help people feel more reasonable and realistic with their expectations of productivity. So the E stands for energy. So how much energy do you have in the tank from zero to 100%? If you didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, you may be operating on 50% of the tank. Or maybe you just got out of a series of back-to-back-to-back-to-back Zoom meetings and you're at 20%. You're just like, woof. Just taking that temperature check allows you to feel more in control because you're like, listen, I know where I'm at now. I'm not pretending that I'm this robot machine that needs to be firing on all cylinders. So that's energy. Zero to 100%, write it down. Then you look at your resources. So do you have the experience, the expertise, the tools in order to get what you need done? Now, this is a hard thing when you're working alone. You might feel restricted. So then the question is, well, if it's that important and you don't have the resources, what is it that you need in order to accomplish it? Where can you invest in yourself? Where can you look for outside vendors? Where can you do a little research? So look at that from a scale of zero to 100%. Be realistic about it. So maybe you're going into podcasting, but you have never done it before. You have an idea for a podcast, but you've never purchased a mic. You don't know how to upload it. You don't know how to structure the content. You might be at 10 to 20%. Be realistic about it. And then you can also be realistic of what would it take for me to move that 30% or move that 40%. And that's going to give you a game plan. There is truth in numbers, and when we can be realistic about them, it gives us insights on where the gaps are. So we talked about energy, we talked about resources, and the A stands for availability. Meaning when you look at your calendar, where are there pockets, where are there gaps where there aren't pre-scheduled meetings? And so this is where you also need to be very honest with yourself where you're spending your time. So if you know you have to pick your kids up from school or you know that you're taking your dog out for a walk, make sure that you have those noted because those are real commitments. Those are things that will interrupt your day, that will not give you those big two, three hour chunks of time. So look at your schedule. When you see those blocks, add them up. How much availability do you have in your day? You may have more than you think. But if you are taking that time to be distracted, to you know, go and scroll, do the doom scrolling, well, we don't really doom scroll anymore, do we? Isn't that so refreshing? Um, but you might be inadvertently getting distracted because we're not being intentional with what we need to do. So let's, let's use an example. So we're gonna start with availability. So let's say that I have uh, two hours of open time today. And then I look at my energy. So I didn't get a lot of sleep less than I got maybe like five and a half hours. Yes, I know I need to do better. So, but my, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm doing a podcast right now. And, you know, I've worked with some good clients. So I'm probably at like 75%. And resources, I'm actually feeling like 100%. Like I've got exactly what I need to, to move through. So we multiply those. So we take the two hours Obviously 100%, it remains two hours, but then we're gonna look at the energy and that's gonna be 75%. So we're operating with like an hour and a half and I didn't calculate this, so don't judge me for bad math, but realistically that puts me at an hour and a half of really solid work time. So that gives me a more realistic expectation for myself on what I can do. And then I can look at my list. 
of what is it that's most important for me to get done. And I can say, all right, that's going to take 30 minutes, and I'm going to plug that in. We also want to be able to ratchet things down into smaller chunks so that we're moving and creating that momentum. So if I'm looking at my time, I'm partnering with it because I'm looking at it realistically and reasonably as my energy, my resources, and my availability are coming together. And then I'm able to assess and make a plan. Now what else happens is when I'm able to get that project done, I'm gonna find time because in doing that, I'm actually boosting my energy or I'm finding more resources or I'm connecting new ideas because I've allowed for more space to happen. So just by saying, okay, I have an hour and a half of productive time in this two hour scheduled, I've already created an opening of 30 minutes. Could you imagine finding time, what you would be able to do with that? It's pretty incredible. This concept has opened so many doors for my clients. They went from feeling overloaded and burdened by their day to seeing how do I work with the time I have. They've been shifting their meetings that used to be an hour to 45 minutes or even a half hour and they were using the rest of that time to either do follow-up or to do advanced planning or to just reflect or decompress. So there are so many different tools that you can use when you look at time as your ally, when you can partner with it, when you can make it your bestie. And this may be like a crazy concept, but I promise you, you try it out, it will start to open more time up for you. You're going to feel more momentum. You're going to feel like things are starting to shift because you're in control, because you're empowered throughout your day. So I would love to hear how the ERA is working, how your bestie time is working for you, what you're doing during your day. Are you writing each other love notes? No, you don't do that with your friend, do you? No. Uh, (laughs) But I'm really curious how this shows up. So feel free to email me, lauren at spitfirecoach.com. Let me know how it goes. If you're like, Lauren, this didn't work for me at all, I'd love to hear that too because I will come up with more concepts and tools for you to try out. But for all the Spitfires out there, you keep being awesome.